The Colts have been linked to one of the most polarizing players in the entire 2023 NFL draft, but we're going to hear from someone who's actually been covering him daily for two years. Let's get to it. You are Locked On Colts, your daily Indianapolis Colts podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, everybody? Thanks for tuning in and making us your first listen of the day. This is your daily podcast covering your Indianapolis Colts, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp, which connects you with a licensed therapist who can take you on that journey of self-discovery from wherever you are. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Locked On today to get 10% off your first month. I am Jake Arthur, and he is Zach Hicks. You know the two of us from HorseshoeHuddle.com. I'm your resident credentialed member of the media for the website, and then Zach is the most notorious film guy in the market. And uh, just apologies ahead. I know I sound bad, but don't don't worry, because I also feel bad. So (laughs) we're going to hang in there today. Uh, So today we're going to give you our final Will Levis episode pre-draft, because if they take him, we are obviously going to do more Will Levis content. Uh, So I know a lot of you have been clamoring for that, so we'll bring it to you today. Uh, He's actually got some of the most buzz surrounding him in the entire draft right now. Uh, A couple key factors that we're going to get to here in a second. Uh, And then we're going to actually bring you a conversation we had with Lance Daw who covers Levis and Kentucky sports for Locked on Kentucky, because a lot of us have just, you know, been following Levis for the last year, six months, whatever. He has been there every day covering him for the last two years. So probably a good guy to to talk to on that. Well, Zach, here we go. Uh, The probably the, the most smoke flying right now about any prospect, as far as I can tell is probably Levis. Um, just going off FanDuel right now, our, our uh, partner, they've got him as the best odds to go number two overall uh, at negative 120. Now, it doesn't say number two to Houston. It just says number two overall. <laughs> and honestly, like Vegas is willing to do that. But I think he's most people been most people's QB four for a while. Maybe the NFL feels differently. I don't know. Uh, what do you think about that? It's actually really fascinating to me because. And again, we've done a lot of episodes on here. So this is not me just trying to disparage uh, Will Levis. Like I like Will Levis a lot as a prospect. Uh, But everything I've heard from other agents, from some people who are connected with more NFL stuff is Levis is not going to go in the top 10. That's what I've heard throughout the whole draft process that he, it's not that he had a bad draft process. It's just, you know, Anthony Richardson is is such a freak athlete that he was always going to win the draft process. And Bryce Young is such a smart quarterback who was always going to win on the whiteboard compared to everybody else in this class. I heard Will Levis has just been fine is what I heard throughout pretty much the whole process. And then recently it's now become, this is QB two. This is by far and away QB two. You're going to have teams like the Texans and the Colts and, and Vegas all coming up trying to get him. And it's like, where did this come from? <laughs> like it, it feels because it started with the Colts. It started with the Colts. Like uh, every national guy is, is linking the Colts to Levis, which we'll talk about here in a second. Uh, like the Colts are going crazy for him, but now it's, it's buzzed its way all the way up to, uh, to the Houston Texans. So 
I don't know what's been going on these last like two or three weeks for Will Levis. I don't know if he's like knocked down the door for every one of these teams and demanded them take him or something, or <laughs> I have no clue. Uh, but Will Levis has done something in recent weeks to get a lot of buzz, uh, to get a lot of people on his side. And it would be interesting to see him go to, I, I think he's a talented quarterback. So like, it doesn't shock me to see him go this high. Um, it, it, again, it's just kind of interesting to me that it's, it's climbed this much. I mean, Tom Pelissero, uh, writes his yearly article on what he's hearing from teams and stuff like that. And then even in there, he had Levis as like QB four. And I think one of the GM quotes in there, one of the AFC scout quotes or something like that was like, there's a lot of rumors about him slipping in this draft. Cause that's, that's what most of us had heard. But by the time Pelosaro posted the article, now it's about Will Levis going second or third or fourth or whatever. So uh, yeah, he's, he's definitely climbed a lot in recent weeks and, and uh, yeah, whatever he's done behind the scenes, like good on him. Yeah, I think Levis's representation is putting in that OC right now because <laughs> hey, I don't, I don't. Yeah, yeah, but like Will Levis, like he's a good guy. Like, like yeah. he might have been winning teams over. Like, I'm not saying it's not happening. It's uh-huh. just somebody's doing a lot of work, and and someone's really falling in love with him, or or it's all smoke. I, I have no clue right now. But yeah, he's he's doing he's doing the thing right now. Yeah, one reason I think a lot of it is smoke is because it's happening at the same time that CJ Stroud is now dropping. Yeah, Stroud who three weeks ago, a lot of us assumed was probably going to go number one to Carolina before it was set in stone, basically that it was going to be Bryce young. So, you know, what's really changed other than how people are talking, you know, but yeah, it's interesting because you mentioned, you know, number two, he's far and away number two, according to some betters. And then there's all the cult stuff, you know? So I don't know, Chris Ballard the other day without saying Will Levis, he was like, I don't know where all this is coming from, but it, it hasn't come from me. And the Colts, you know, I've worked in that organization before for three drafts, I think. They're very tight-lipped when it comes to the draft. Like, it's very hard to get anything out of that draft room, basically, for who they like and, and things like that. Because it's intentional. They don't want that type of stuff uh, to get out. So, Yeah, I, I'm shocked by the just the amount of reports we've gotten from national people linking the Colts with Will Levis. Like, again... I don't deny it. The Colts like Wilt Levis. Like I, I think they probably do. Like he's, he's the type of prospect that Chris Ballard and the Colts would like, but it's like, we're getting Todd McShay coming out with articles saying like, I've talked to people around the league and the Colts buzz is so real for Will Levis. Like, I don't even know what they would do if Will Levis wasn't there. And then you're getting Jeremiah talking about it. Peter Schrager being like, Oh, all these people called me saying link the Colts to Will Levis. And it's like, when have you guys ever got that much info on the Colts? <laughs> like, like Jeff Saturday was the betting favorite for the head coach thing all the way up until Shane Steichen was announced as the head coach. Nobody had the DeForest Buckner trade. Nobody had the Yannick Ngakwe trade. Uh, I know right before the, the 2018 draft, I know a lot of people are coming out with revisionist history now, but there was a lot of Roquan Smith to the Colts at six buzz going up before that. Like, I, I just don't know where, <laughs> where this is all coming from them all feeling so confident about one thing. I've seen a lot of things and articles linking Will Levis to the Colts because of Peyton Manning, like the Peyton Manning camp stuff. But like Peyton Manning's maybe the 20th most important voice in in that organization right now. So yeah, I, I'd be shocked. I mean, again, I wouldn't be shocked if he's the pick at four. Like he definitely could be the pick, but so many national people getting this info and then not really having info on the Colts liking other quarterbacks. It's just weird to me. It's very suspicious, especially with a team that we know is notoriously pretty quiet and not very leaky, especially when it comes to draft stuff. 
Yeah, I, for me, it's just like all the certainty that people are speaking with. It, it just seems weird. Uh, but next, we're going to bring you our chat with Lance Daw, who covers Kentucky sports and Will Levis for the last couple of years over at Locked On Kentucky. But first, this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. This year has been crazy busy for me personally. Uh, I've made some big moves to try and clear my plate. Um, I, I always kind of feel scattered a little bit. Uh, but I've actually found that I'm most effective when I have a bunch of irons in the fire. Otherwise, I just have too much downtime, essentially. Uh, getting to know yourself can be a lifelong process, especially because we're always growing and changing. Therapy is all about deepening your self-awareness and understanding. Because sometimes we don't know what we want or why we react the way that we do to things until we talk things through. Uh, BetterHelp connects you guys with a licensed therapist who can take you on that journey of self-discovery from wherever you are. I've not personally been in therapy, but I have seen uh, just how a lot of people close to me have grown leaps and bounds or been able to kind of cope with some of the issues in, in their life. So from an outsider's perspective, it definitely looks uh, worthwhile to me. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Discover your potential with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash LockedOn today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp.com slash LockedOn. And thanks for making Locked On Colts your first listen every day. Every day is tomorrow on the show. We've got experts who cover the Arizona Cardinals and Houston Texans on deck to tell us what a trade-up with their team and the Colts might look like. So make sure you guys are tuning into that. You're going to set your alarms. You're going to be there, and we're going to love to see you guys there. But now we have our exclusive interview with Lance Dahl of Locked On Kentucky right now. All right, ladies and gents, today we've got a special guest who's going to tell us more about Will Levis because he's actually covered him on a day-to-day -day basis for the last couple of years, unlike those of us who are kind of playing catch-up now. Uh, it is Lance Daw. He is the editor for Auburn Daily over on Fan Nation, and he is also the host of Locked on Kentucky. So who better to tell us a little more about Will Levis? Thanks for, uh, thanks for joining us, Lance. Yes, sir. Absolutely. Happy to be here. Talk a little ball about where Levis could uh, potentially fall. I know you guys are uh, right now uh, one of the uh, definite favorites uh, to potentially land his services. Yeah, no doubt. It's smokescreen season, though, so who really knows what's going on in, until the draft actually gets here. Um, but, you know, Levis is kind of one of the – he's arguably the most polarizing player in the draft, at least among the quarterbacks, because – He's kind of the guy you either love him or hate him. You compare him to Carson Wentz, you know, this and that. Um, from your, you know, down the middle level-headed perspective, though, you've you've seen him play for a while. What's your assessment of him as a quarterback and maybe his, his fit at the NFL level? I think that the comparison in terms of just his ceiling uh, has, has been, you know, Josh Allen because of physically what he has looked like throughout college and his first year uh, with the Wildcats, Levis looked really, really good running the ball uh, this past season, uh, offensive line scheme kind of held him back from really showing that athleticism a little bit more. Uh, I think that when you look at him physically, he's got the traits of an NFL QB. Absolutely. Uh, he's physical. He, he's he's hard to hard to bring down. I think that in terms of his arm strength and just his ability to play through injuries, I, I mean he he's what you want. But as when it comes to the mental side of things, the decision making side of things, I think there are a lot of inconsistencies. I think that's the best word to use there. 
obviously he's a college quarterback. You're going to see inconsistencies in all of them. Nobody's perfect. But uh, in after the scheme change uh, from Liam Cohen to Rich Scangarello for Kentucky, things kind of went downhill. And part of it was because of the offensive line. But with Will, Will Levis, you know, I'm not saying that he's stupid. I'm saying that, you know, when it comes to analyzing the game, making your reads, you know, putting the ball where it needs to be, just being consistent. We've not seen a ton of that out of Levis, and we got to see him kind of regress uh, in his second year. In terms of translating to the NFL level, I mean, he's got the tools physically. He can make it happen. It's just the whether, whether or not he gets the right development and the right time with the right people to kind of get him to unlock that full potential. So can he translate well to the NFL? Absolutely. Like you said, he's a bit of a wild card, very polarizing player. To me, I think that he can be somebody that finds very good success in the NFL in in this jump here uh, to the big leagues, but he has to have the right people around him uh, in order to make him succeed. Yeah. And one of the, these guys, I mean, no one's really a finished product when they get to the NFL, but these guys who really kind of need, you know, that leadership and, and coaching around you, like you mentioned, to get you to the next level, when you have talent like Levis does, it's that's undeniable. The work ethic is usually the thing that gets you there. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, from from what I've been able to, to study about him, you know, the, the guy is interested in improving himself and working on his craft. I guess he went up to Canada at some point, worked on his mechanics and things like that. So as far as you know, what's his, you know, what's his work ethic like? Is he that guy that is just laser focused on on getting better? Like as far as all that goes, should there be any concern about him reaching his potential and his own efforts? Uh, as far as what we heard out of him at Kentucky, I very rarely heard anything negative uh, about what he was doing around the team. Now, obviously, you're getting to see some concerns being brought to light here as the draft gets closer, as you're seeing for a variety of prospects, you know, certain people, we won't name them here, but just complaining about Will Levis and his personality, like you said, his work ethic, his character. Uh, I very, very seldom found any sort of issues with Mark Stoops' program Uh, much less Will Levis. So as far as what he does from a work ethic perspective, I can't sit here and tell you whether or not he's somebody that's going to go out there and grind and and just, you know, be that type of person. But I never heard anything negative, never heard anything bad about him. Um, Obviously, you know, you see the post about him, you know, talking about his physique and talking about how he's worked on himself. A lot of people have brought that uh, under criticism. Uh, I would just sit here and say, if he, if he's proud of what he's done up until this point and he's trying to get somebody to draft him, you know, and maybe that's not the move you want to make there, but I think that as far as his, to answer your question, his work ethic goes, I've not seen or heard anything to give me a reason to say that he does not put effort into it or he's lazy or he may not be somebody uh, that an NFL franchise would want to invest in because of that. I'm glad you mentioned the pic- the picture thing because I-, I spoke about it briefly on one of our shows I think that got a little overblown because one of those things people like to pile on when they already have issues with a guy. As far as my understanding was, it was like, you know, he was injured and he lost some of his physique and everything during the season. He's like, look, I've got it back. I've worked myself back up into, into shape. So I thought that was, that was a little overblown. Um, But one, one more thing I've, I've got for you here before we head out. So, when he, when he was at Penn state, he was kind of, you know, a wildcat guy ran the ball a lot. You saw more of that in 2021, but he was obviously hurt in 2022. We've seen him in different systems and everything. I guess this will be a two-parter, you know, initially as a rookie, let's say he's playing as a rookie day one. What, 
how do you think would be the best way to use him to get him on the field and, and accentuate his strengths? And then what would be the best way in general for him as an NFL quarterback? Like you mentioned Josh Allen earlier. Is that the kind of style you think that an NFL team should use him in? I think that as long as he's healthy and the system he's in, once you start to work with him through it, he he looks comfortable. Absolutely. I, I think you let him kind of be trying to become a little bit of that improviser type, try and see if you can make him, you know, not necessarily force him out of the pocket on his own, but kind of design plays to get him moving, kind of get him to not just showcase that arm, but also showcase his legs as well. So, but also at the same time, Jake, I think that, again, to go back to what I was saying earlier about the inconsistencies, not just on long throws, but really, to be honest with you, it's on shorter ones and intermediate ones as well. You've got to find ways in an offense to get him comfortable with that. And I think that having an NFL offensive line is certainly going to help. Um, but again, I agree with you. I think that the Josh Allen route of trying to get him to utilize his mobility, his athleticism, just to see if it if it's there, I think is probably the first move. Um, because in 2021, I mean, this kid was really tough to bring down against some really solid programs. So uh, absolutely, I think kind of making him force him to see if you can force him into that type of role, I think is the first move there because of his physical gifts out past that. Again, I go back to it's just working in some of those some of those consistencies. I don't want to sit here and say that the comp for the style of system that Indianapolis is going to want to run with him is like the Jalen Hurts Philly type of route where they just run the ball over everybody and they run quarterback draw every other play. But I, I think that you could get to a point where it's similar to Allen, similar to Hurts, where he's a big bodied guy, tough to bring down. If he's healthy, you you run the ball with him. You you play a little hard nosed football. And, you know, maybe that's something fans in Indianapolis. Uh, I don't you, you you tell me if they've seen it in a while, but that may be an interesting style of play to to uh, to pursue with Lovis. Yeah, you haven't really seen it a lot here. I, I guess a little more with Carson Wentz was probably the closest thing, just stylistically. But I, I think you're about right. He really feels like a tough, athletic, West Coast, rhythmic style of, of quarterback to me. So uh, thanks again to Lance for joining us. Uh, IU Hoosiers people, I know it's sacrilege for you, but I know our state does have a lot of Kentucky fans in it. Uh, so make sure that you check out Lance and Locked on Kentucky for everything. Uh, thanks again, Lance, for joining us. Yes, sir. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me on. And coming up, guys, we're going to react to everything that Lance said right there in that video, in that interview right there for you guys, and also give our final thoughts on Will Levis and if we think he could be the perfect quarterback for the Indianapolis Colts. All right, Jake. So first off, I just want to say congratulations on that video, on that, on that interview there. You were phenomenal. Great job. Great job. Thanks. <laughs> But talking Will Levis, you know, again, we've had a lot of videos on here talking about him recently. I, I had the one with Mark Schofield uh, last week. I had the one with Jonathan Hagler a couple weeks ago where we really broke down his game and talked about him as a quarterback. And a lot of things that Lance said, I think, kind of mirrored a lot of the things that we said in those videos as well. So I love that we had Lance on here to give that perspective. Uh I don't love the Josh Allen stuff, but I get it. I get it. I, I don't think he really projects super well as a Josh Allen type, but I get it. Uh, I was actually really curious when he said the mental side of things, though, because I, I get it. Some of the decision making was not great. And some of the it just didn't look fluid at all in his two years there at Kentucky. Nothing really looked fluid or comfortable for him, whether that was his first year as a starter in 2021 and whether the the poor play around him plus his injury this past season. At the end of the day, he's still a 24 year old quarterback who 
things never really looked comfortable for him in college. Uh, so yeah, I think Lance kind of gave some really good insight on that stuff there, but I, I, yeah, I was pretty intrigued by the, uh, the mental side of things that he was saying there. Don't you think Jake? Yeah, absolutely. Because that's one known thing, you know, the, the questionable decisions in his game, he's just one of those prospects where he gets those long stretches of solid play. And when you project him to the NFL, you're like, well, is this what, what we can unlock all the time? Or is he just going to be herky jerky all the time? Yeah. And I, I really appreciate that Lance didn't really try and sell, uh, sell on, on, right. he, he gave an honest opinion. You know, there are issues both physically and mentally with him. Um, but I mean, if you put him in the right system, then, uh, then, then things can go well. I was also interested in, you know, one, one area I think anyone would be able to sell Levis is the work ethic and things like you've mentioned on here. Anytime we've talked about him, uh, he, he's done extensive work on his mechanics and things like that. So, Again, uh, interesting to not be like a slam dunk around Lexington that he's just like this workaholic, I guess. That doesn't mean he's not, um, but I, I would have thought that would have been one of the bigger selling points, really. Yeah, I mean, again, at the end of the day, there was nothing, there was never anything bad said about him, like Lance was saying there in that in that interview. Like, Levis was a hard worker. We, we know that how the teammates feel about him. We know how the coaching staff feels about him down there. Yes, obviously – it didn't go the way that everybody down there in Lexington wanted it to go that, you know, they expected maybe a closer run at the sec championship game or something like that, but they just didn't have the talent around him and, and things just never got put together. But uh, yeah, I, I really don't have any concerns whatsoever about Levis like off the field or, or mentally or anything like that. Uh, you, you brought up that dreaded video again, that or that or pictures, I guess on Instagram or something of him shirtless where, uh, people like Colin Coward and stuff are calling him out for it. It's like, let, let the kid be happy with himself, with his progress. Like, come on, <laughs> like let's, let's, let's not turn this into what it's not. But uh, yeah, no, I think that was a really enlightening interview and just the kind of the cherry on top of all of our Levis coverage uh, this off season, but getting to our overall thoughts on Levis, Jake, if the Colts came out of this draft with him, at four or in a trade up to three or, or something like that. I, I don't know how it's going to go down. I'd be whelmed. <laughs> I'd be kind of like, I could see a realistic path for him being a good NFL quarterback. He's just not really my preference in this class. Again, I, I think there are traits there. I think mentally he's there. I think character wise, he's there. I just has some concerns on film where I'm looking at this guy where he's going to be a 24 year old starter on day one this season. And there are a lot of areas where he's just behind the curve. And I'm like, what can he be? I know the traits are great. I know the traits are awesome. But usually at 24 years old, you kind of know what your NFL quarterback is. You know, by 24, you know that Joe Burrow is going to be a stud. You know that Mitch Trubisky is not it. <laughs> you know, you know, maybe maybe sometimes you get like a Daniel Jones where it's a little bit older than that. But you typically know what these guys are by 24, 25. Will Levis comes in, you're not knowing what he is at 24 years old exactly. And that's not like a deal breaker, but it's just like an older prospect with concerns and didn't really like grow every year in college. It's just tough for me. It's tough. And especially in a class where the three guys ahead of him or the three other guys are so, so young and so intriguing as well. Yeah, I think that definitely hurts him because, again, different systems in the last two years, you know, different schools overall. I will say like. Although it's it's a buzzword around here in Indy, any anytime you mention Peyton Manning, I do like that he's kind of got the seal of approval from Peyton because he's not just going to give that to anyone. 
to me, that checks well, off work, work ethic and potential. He won't give I, that just to anyone, but he gave it to Adam Gase. So that's true. That's true. <laughs> I like Peyton Manning. I think Peyton Manning's awesome, but I I don't know. I don't think I I go to the appeal to authority too much with Peyton. Although I get oh, no. why the I get why the Colts would because mm-hmm. he's Peyton Manning, you know. But like every time I hear the Peyton Manning seal of approval, I think of Adam Gase. <laughs> I just think of Adam Gase. Uh, but yeah, no, he was a counselor at the Manning camp and. Uh, I think Daniel Jones was a couple years ago as well. So, I mean, take what take what you want from that, you know? Hey, Adam Gase would have been awesome anywhere else if we had an, another Mount Rushmore quarterback in like perennial <laughs> all pros all over the offense and, and an defense. awesome defense. Yeah. <laughs> Don't besmirch him. Right, right, right. But no, I, I again, I, I like Will Levis a lot. I, I, I really think he can be a good West Coast type quarterback. You know, if you get him in a Shanahan scheme or get him into like a Patriots offense type of scheme where it's heavy play action uh, and kind of exploiting defenses off the play action in the power run game, I think Will Levis can be a, a plus starter. I think he can be like peak Ryan Tannehill. Like peak Ryan Tannehill was a top 10, top eight quarterback in the NFL for like a three-year stretch. Like that's a really good quarterback right there. And I think Levis can be there. And I, and I think Shane Steichen could adapt to that and kind of bring those elements to the Colts. It's just I see easier fits with the other guys. And, and I see younger players with, with oozing potential that, you know, have only kind of scratched the surface where Levis, like I've seen a lot of Levis and it's just never really been there. You know, like it hasn't really gotten to where I want him to be. And again, I think he can be good. Uh, but overall, if he's the pick at four, I just – I feel kind of whelmed. I, I, I kind of feel whelmed and, and that's yeah. fine. Like, it's not like I'm feeling upset, but like, I'd rather feel excited than, than kind of whelmed on draft day. Yeah. I, I, for me, I think it would just be like, okay, they finally have the quarterback. Let's go. Like, yeah, whatever is going to happen next, let's do it. But like you said, for me, when I picture Anthony Richardson, I picture just a ridiculously dangerous run game with him and Jonathan Taylor. Like, how do you stop that if both of them are at their peak? And then with C.J. Stroud, I see just a world of potential. You know, he's he's athletic enough to move around and by time with his legs and improvise. And he's obviously just a pinpoint accurate passer. So, you know, there, I, I'm like you. I would be whelmed. Yeah. It would feel like settling. I'd be fine with it because, again, they have their quarterback. There's paths for him to succeed. He's, he's a good prospect. But just the futures I see with the other two guys are just kind of too much to ignore. Will Levis just feels like, like, like Chris Ballard said at the beginning of this offseason, that they have a rare opportunity picking at fourth overall. Very rare opportunity to get a court, not just to only get a quarterback, but to get a quarterback of either immense potential or like right now you can play him and they're going to be pretty good. You know, that's a CJ Stroud or an Anthony Richardson. You know, you have that rare opportunity to potentially get a rare quarterback and a guy like Will Levis just kind of, it screams more like outside the top 10 quarterback, you know, like a teens quarterback where you're taking a shot on this guy and he could be really good. Like there, there are traits there and stuff like that, but just, I don't know what the selling point is in the top five, because if you're a big traits guy like me, I I love traits, you know, I, I bet on traits every day of the week. And if I get burned, I get burned. You have Anthony Richardson who's younger and has better traits than Will Levis. If you're looking for more pro ready, and maybe a guy who's more accurate already who can run these systems. Yes, Will Levis has experience in an NFL system, but C.J. Stroud is already a more accurate quarterback. He's better with his eyes. His decision-making is better. Why would you go Levis over Stroud? So it's just it, – it's a hard sell. Like, if he's the only guy left, like, sure, take him. Like, I think he can be good. 
But taking him over one of those two guys to me, I just don't know what the selling point is unless he's just absolutely killing it behind the scenes and the other guys aren't, which could be the case. Like we just don't know Mm -hmm. that insight behind there. But, you know, if all this smoke with the Colts and Will Levis is because behind the scenes stuff, cool. But if it's on the field stuff, I I kind of question it a little bit because I don't really know what I just don't know what that selling point is. Yeah, I'm thinking, honestly, I, I think the ideal landing spots for him would be Tennessee or Houston. Again, they're right outside the, the top 10. I could see those being really appropriate fits and a, a appropriate stock, I guess. The, the word escapes me, but the, the, I think that's good. You know, him going four or just inside the top five seems a little rich compared to the other guys. Yeah, yeah. No, I think Houston makes a lot of sense. I think New England makes a ton of sense in the middle of the first round. Uh, I think Minnesota makes a lot of sense that they were to come up for him. Like, I think there are places where he can be a really good quarterback. I just, again, he they can make it work in Indy. I just don't see the fit as strong as it is with these other guys. But that's all we have for our Will Levis talk today, guys. And thank you guys for making Locked On Colts your first listen every day. Every day, as remember, tomorrow we're going to be talking about uh, what these teams could do in front of the Colts, you know, what the Cardinals could do, what the Texans could do. We're going to have an expert on from each team to talk about those two squads. So remember to set your alarms because you do not want to miss those shows. And if you don't already, follow Locked On Colts at, J- at Locked On Colts at Jake Arthur NFL and at Zach Hicks too on Twitter. Also subscribe to Locked On Colts podcast on YouTube or wherever you listen to your podcast. We'd love your ratings and reviews. And we'll see you guys bright and early tomorrow. <laughs>